0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to Awaken and Empower. I hope you're doing as well as you can and living your life exactly how you want to. We are officially in April now. Spring is upon us, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere like me. I'm more of an autumn girl. I love the fall, but I also love flowers, so spring still has a special place in my heart. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to chat a bit about last week's episode. Which, if you haven't checked it out yet, that one was super special because for the very first time, we had a guest on the show. And that guest was my boyfriend, Andy. I'll admit, we struggled for what felt like a long time when we first sat down to record. We had some technical difficulties and had trouble figuring out what we wanted to say and what direction we wanted to go in, and so we had to do many retakes at the beginning and we butted heads for a little bit, but we eventually found our flow and we had a good time. We had a great chat about a few different things, but we mainly talked about the personal growth we've experienced and some of the life lessons we've learned throughout our relationship. We've been together for over seven years now, so we've grown and learned a lot, especially since we were pretty young when we first met. We were both 18 and now we're both 25. And for anyone who is in or has gone through their 20s, you know how much of a growing period those years are. So yeah, we've grown a lot as a couple and also as individuals, and we continue to grow and learn every day. And yeah, we also talked about how we met, Uh, how opposite we are and how that has worked in our favor pretty well. And we also chatted about being in a long distance relationship and how that has been super hard, but has also really strengthened our relationship in a lot of ways. I also shared some of my thoughts on why having a strong sense of self and being secure within yourself is so important when you're in a relationship and why it's important to realize that no matter how much you love someone, they just can't be everything to you. you have to be everything to yourself. because i just think when you do the work to really and truly know and accept and love yourself, all of your relationships will just be infinitely more meaningful. My relationship with andy is so much stronger and more meaningful than it's ever been because we both continue to grow and focus on our own things and have full individual lives outside of our relationship so that when we come together as a couple we're coming as two fulfilled whole people which just makes everything we experience as a couple so much better so yeah if you listened i hope you enjoyed it and if you haven't tuned in yet i hope you will I honestly wasn't sure how it would turn out once I edited it and everything, but listening back to it, I was pretty proud of it and I feel like that episode kinda captured our essence as a couple pretty well. You know, we like to have fun and make fun of each other and laugh and there is nothing polished or pristine about our partnership, so yeah, it was a fun and casual chat. And we also mentioned in the episode that there is so much more we could have talked about, and Andy would love to come back on if that is something that listeners want. So if you have any questions or topic suggestions for the two of us, please send them my way. We are both so open to any and all ideas, and we'd love to have another conversation for the show. So you can email me your ideas and questions to Ivany at livingembrace.ca. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And you know, creating that episode with Andy got me thinking about another topic that kind of ties into what we were talking about, and it's something that's present in all relationships, romantic or otherwise, and that is the concept of support, and more specifically, receiving support and all of the issues surrounding that, and the immense empowerment that can be found in receiving support. I've been thinking a lot about that lately, so I figured I'd chat about it on the podcast and offer you some insights that'll hopefully be helpful. So in this episode, we will dive into the fears of receiving support, believing you're worthy of receiving support, seeking the right support to receive, and all of the amazing benefits of receiving support. And I'll also talk more about the self-empowerment coaching that I offer because, of course, that is just one of the many support resources available to you. So yeah, we'll dive deeper into the details of that. And my hope with this episode is that it'll help you see that whatever phase of your life you're in right now, support is always available to you in many different forms, and you are so worthy of receiving it, no matter what. And receiving support is one of the most empowering things you can do for yourself. So settle in, get ready to feel supported, and we'll get right into it. Now, there are many different kinds of support. Like there's emotional, mental, financial, physical, spiritual, professional, uh, informational support, support for achieving your goals, social or cultural support, etc, etc. You can also receive support from different sources, like your close relationships, like your family and friends and partners, and professionals too, like coaches or therapists or mentors. You could also receive support from people you don't know personally, like your favorite writers or creators. And I think you could even get support from like inanimate objects or the actions you take and your behaviors, and also intangible things like prayer or meditation. Another powerful way to receive support is from yourself because you always have the power to support yourself and I think connecting with the support within you is one of the best ways to remind yourself of your inner strength and remember that everything you need is always within you. So yeah, there are so many sources you can draw on to receive whatever kind of support you need at any given time. Support is all around you if you're spiritual like me, you might believe that the universe is supporting you, some higher power that you can't see but you can feel its presence. you are always supported. sometimes it just takes a little extra looking around to notice how and by who or what you're receiving support from. and there are lots of reasons why you might need support, of course. you might be going through a rough time emotionally or mentally. You might need the physical assistance of others if your body has gone through some sort of accident. You might need to lean on others for financial support if money is tight. And maybe you just need someone to listen to you, to help you feel seen and heard. Maybe there's a part of your life or your sense of self that you're struggling with and you just can't figure out how to get through it on your own. Maybe you need a boost of inspiration or encouragement or motivation There are so many reasons why we humans need support. It's a natural part of being alive. Support enriches and nourishes our lives, whether it comes from other people, or inanimate objects, or the universe, or ourselves. Receiving support is crucial to our holistic well-being. Even though support and receiving support is a natural part of being human, I think a lot of people have trouble with it, myself included asking for help and support can bring up a lot of fear and insecurity and self-doubt it can be scary to realize you need help and admit that you need support and then to ask for it and it takes a lot of courage if you feel that way i hear you i have been on a lifelong journey of getting more comfortable with opening up and asking for support and i still have trouble with this I think for me, asking for help used to feel like a sign of weakness or stupidity. Like, I remember in school, I would be so scared to ask questions because I was labeled as a good student my whole life. You know, I got good grades and followed all the rules and whatnot. And my mind convinced me that asking questions would somehow tarnish my good student reputation. And thinking back on it now that is just messed up and doesn't make sense but my young mind was just so scared of admitting i didn't know something or i was struggling with something so i usually just didn't ask or i figured it out on my own when i could have just asked a dang question (laughs) i don't think it was until university when i finally got more comfortable with asking questions to my professors and classmates and even though it was usually scary because of my troubles with asking for support, but then also my social anxiety on top of that, I usually felt relieved after I had mustered up the courage to get help and receive the educational support that was around me, and it really improved my learning experience. And as I got older, the thing I started to struggle with in terms of support was asking for mental health support. I had a real hard time admitting to myself that I needed help, And I really struggle with verbalizing my mental health struggles and opening up to others about it because I could barely understand it myself. And I had a few experiences where I did try to open up and explain it to other people, but it would actually cause more struggle for me because I felt like I wasn't expressing myself properly and I would get all flustered and frustrated. And I was just convinced that no one would be able to understand me. It took me a while to finally take the step to open up more to the people I love and then to also receive professional help and support. During the first few months of 2019, I went through a mental health support program and my time in that program really helped me learn how to take care of myself. But I still struggle sometimes to ask for support when I'm struggling mentally or emotionally. Like I said, it's a lifelong thing. And another area of support that has been difficult for me to reconcile with is financial support. I've mentioned before that I still live at home with my parents. I haven't made any money since last year. And even though I'm comfortable financially because I have a fair amount of money that I've saved up, in some ways I am still dependent on my parents for financial support. And that brings up a lot of guilt for me sometimes, you know, I'm 25 so I have days where I just hate that I'm still living at home and I'm not able to be out on my own and depend on myself and also give back to my parents because they've been providing for me for so long, basically my whole life. So, especially over the past year and as I'm trying to grow my business, I've had to get more comfortable with the fact that it's okay to receive financial support. It doesn't make me a bad person or a selfish daughter or a lazy citizen it's just where i'm at right now and i'm really trying to make peace with that so those are just a few of my own examples of the struggles and fears i've faced in terms of receiving support and i encourage you to take a couple moments maybe pause the episode here and just think about if you have any fears surrounding asking for help or receiving support What emotions does the idea of asking for help and receiving support bring up for you? What experiences have you had with asking for help and receiving support? What stories are you telling yourself about what it means to ask for help and receive support? Just think about those questions for a second and get clear on where you're at with these concepts. I'm going to tell you right now, even if I don't know you personally and we've never interacted at all, you are worthy of receiving support. No matter what your mind tells you or the people around you tell you or society tells you, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Receiving support does not diminish your strength or capabilities. It does not make you less of a person. You are always worthy of receiving support in any way you need. I know this might be hard for some people to convince themselves and I'm going to generalize a bit here, but I think there's truth to the idea that it's especially hard for women to receive because we are so conditioned to give, to nurture, to support others. That's all part of the stereotype of what it means to be a woman. And because this narrative is so prevalent in society and the culture and the media, it's no wonder we internalize it and start to believe it and live our lives in service to others, creating little room for us to receive. But this story, this narrative, this conditioning just isn't true. Yes, it's so amazing to serve and support others, of course. I'm a firm believer in that, but that's not all we're here for. It's part of the nature of feminine energy to receive. It's literally one of the characteristics of feminine energy. If you want to hear more about feminine and masculine energies, I did a whole episode about it. So head back to episode 11 if you haven't given that a listen. But yeah, I just think it's really unfortunate that in general, women are put into these roles of constantly giving to others because we are built with this divine capacity to receive and we are all worthy of it. All people are worthy of it for that matter, not just women. Receiving support doesn't mean you're selfish or stupid or weak, it just means you're human. But I understand how hard it can be to really fully believe this, especially if you've got some deeply held beliefs that tell you otherwise. So again, maybe pause here and think about your self-worth and the concept of receiving. Do you believe you're worthy of receiving support? If you don't, what has led you to think that way? What experiences have you had that determined your worthiness in receiving support? And if you do think you're worthy of receiving support, remind yourself of why you are so worthy. Now, like I mentioned before, there are a lot of different resources you can draw on to receive support, so it's important to pick the right ones for you depending on what you're going through and what you most need help with. I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I feel like there's sort of a spectrum of support. At one end, you've got the half-ass, kind of distant support that helps sometimes, but sort of at like a surface level. And at the other end, there's the support that really helps you feel seen and heard and fully supported on a much deeper level. It's a much more direct kind of support. And I think what's included at different spots on this spectrum depends on the person. What you find super supportive may not be the same for me, and what I find not supportive at all might be really helpful for you. So maybe take a second and just think about what resources of support are available to you or that you've used before, and think about where they might fall on this spectrum. Maybe at the distant, not super helpful end, you put like inspirational quotes because you enjoy them, but they just don't do much for you in the long term. And then at the other end, the more helpful and aligned end of the support spectrum, you've got your family and friends because they're always willing to give you support and help you through whatever you need. So yeah, just think about that for a bit. I think it's really important to know what the right support is for you so that you can get the most out of it because receiving the wrong kind of support can just make your whole situation more difficult. Like for example, if you were going through a hard time with your physical health and you had all this pain and you went to a doctor and they didn't try to really investigate the problem, they just gave you like band-aid solutions that don't help at all, that's not the support you need. You would need a doctor who cares about your well-being and is willing to help you and inform you and comfort you in whatever ways you need. The same can be said for like the people you follow on social media. Maybe you like to follow certain influencers or creators because they inspire you or motivate you, but then you find yourself going through a hard time with your self-confidence and self-esteem, and seeing the highlight reels of these people's lives suddenly really gets to you and following them isn't enjoyable anymore. It's okay to unfollow those people or mute them or whatever because at this current phase of your life and what you're going through, they've fallen to the less supportive side of the spectrum, and continuing to follow them might cause more damage to your self-worth. I hope this all makes sense. This support spectrum thing is just something my mind has concocted recently, but yeah, I think it's helpful to just be aware of the different resources of support available to you, and how effective they are for you, and which ones you most need to draw on depending on what you're going through. Receiving support comes with so many benefits. I mean, if you've ever received support in your life before, which I'm guessing you probably have in some way, shape or form, you'll know what I'm talking about. Receiving support from another person can help you feel so seen and heard and understood. It can help you feel less alone, less stressed out, less sad or anxious or angry. It can help you see life in a new perspective and reignite your motivation and bring you to conclusions and realizations that you had been struggling to find before. It can bring you an immense sense of relief and clarity and joy. Receiving support can greatly enhance your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health and help propel you forward on your personal growth journey. Feeling supported by the universe or a higher power can bring you a sense of comfort and inner knowing and strengthen your belief and faith and solidify your knowing of your place in this world. Receiving support from your actions and behaviors like sleeping and exercising and reading and creating and eating delicious foods, all those things can feel supportive simply because they feel good to you. You can receive support from things too, like your bed, or your favorite fuzzy sweater, or a warm bath. Things like that are all supporting your well-being and quality of life. I hope it's clear now that support is literally all around you, even in things that you wouldn't think could support you. Take notice of where you receive support from, and how it feels to receive that support. Think about a time in your life where you felt really supported. It doesn't matter what the source of that support was. It could be literally anything. And just think about how you felt. What emotions were there? How did you feel in your mind, body, and soul? Try to get as specific as you can and really channel those feelings and emotions. And then think about what changed in your life after you received this support. How did your life shift? How did you grow? What did you experience? Again, try to get as clear as you can. This can be a very pleasing exercise to just remember all the benefits you have experienced from receiving support and remind yourself of how empowering it is to receive support. After many years of being genuinely afraid and self-conscious and insecure about receiving support, I've now reached a place where I seek support more than I ever have. In a lot of ways, I wouldn't be where I am now in my self-development journey if I hadn't reached out for help and support. Some of the bigger examples of receiving support that I've experienced over the past few years is taking an online blogging course to help me learn how to run my website and my blog, receiving coaching from my first life coach to work through some struggles I was having in my inner world, and investing in my own life coaching certificate program to learn the skills of being an effective life coach. These were all big investments for me, and big steps forward in admitting I need help and I just couldn't learn these things on my own, and each one of them has had a significant impact on my personal growth, my professional growth, my knowledge and my self-awareness, and my confidence in myself and what I'm doing with my life. Life can be hard, it's hard to be human, but you don't have to go through it alone. There is support all around you, always. Some sources will be more helpful than others, so pick the ones that call the most to you and feel the best to you. Listen to your gut and your intuition and always do what you believe is best for you. And just know that you are always held and loved and supported, even in those times when you feel so alone. Find your support sources and use them because you so deserve it. It has been incredibly empowering for me to receive support in all areas of my life whether it's a big source of support or a small one it all leaves an impact on me and my life and how i move forward into my future i really think finding the courage to ask for help and knowing you're worthy of receiving support is one of the most empowering things you can do for yourself And I want that for you. I want you to feel empowered and seen and heard and supported because I know how that feels and how transformative it is. And it's just so damn magical. (laughs) And you know, I really try to create a space of support with everything I do for my business, Living Embrace. I can only hope that my writing and this podcast and everything I create is a source of support for people out there. And of course, I especially want this to be true for the coaching that I do. I've had the pleasure of coaching a few people and offering them my support as a coach, and I've seen firsthand how even just a few sessions can create some transformative shifts and a deeper understanding of yourself. Coaching to me is just such an empowering way to receive support. I've experienced it myself from the client side of things and so I know how truly life-changing it can be and it's been an honor for me to learn the skills of coaching and then apply those skills to help other people understand themselves better and create lasting change in their life. So yeah, my coaching is just one of the many, many sources of support you can draw on and I'd seriously be so honored to meet you where you are and give you whatever support you need. I've talked about my coaching on the podcast before, but since we're talking all about support today, I figured I'd provide more details on what support would look like if you decided to receive coaching from me. You can also find all the information you need to know on the coaching services page of my website. I'll put that in the show notes for you if you want to give that a read as well. So like I've said before, my mission with my coaching is to help women explore and accept who they are and how they want to live their life. I have a deep inner desire to help women awaken their authentic self and live an empowered life. Those two concepts, awakening and empowerment, are really at the core of what I do. And I mean, same with this podcast too. This show is called Awaken and Empower, for gosh sakes. So yeah, I just feel really aligned with these concepts because of what I've gone through in my own life and because it's what I feel most called to help others with. The coaching process in general is really designed to help clients get from where they are now to where they want to be. So in coaching, you mainly explore your present and your future, and we can discuss the past of course, but we wouldn't dive into it as deeply as we would in counseling or mental health therapy. Coaching can be therapeutic, and I find that it often is, but yeah, the overall premise of coaching is to meet the client where they are and help them to bring themselves to a more desirable future. And for my coaching, I really want to help people gain a fuller understanding of themselves, really build their self-awareness, because when you do that, when you awaken your authentic self and really explore and accept who you are, you will be much better equipped to discover and decide how you want to live your life and what it means to you to live an empowered life. As a coach, of course, I provide support and guidance to my clients, but I also deeply believe that I'm not here to change anyone's life. I'm here to show people how they can unlock their inner wisdom, strengthen their connection with themselves, and step into their personal power so they can change their own life. I would never tell someone what to do or even give advice because I believe it's so much more powerful for people to find their own agency and follow their own inner voice. I'm here to help them uncover that inner voice and help them solidify and believe in what they already know. I think I've used this metaphor before here on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again because I think it's a really good explanation of the role of coach and client in my mind. So as the client, you're in the driver's seat, driving the car. You've got control of the wheel and how fast we go, which direction we go, all of that. You're in control. And for me as the coach, I'm in the passenger seat, holding the map, sharing possible directions and enjoying the ride. I'm there as support, as guidance when you need it, as a comforting reminder that you are always driving the car, deciding where we go and how long we take to get there. My job as your coach is never to tell you how to live your life. My job is to listen, to create a safe space for you to explore whatever you need, to ask you powerful questions that will lead you deeper into your inner world, to make sure you feel seen and heard, and to help you stay accountable and feel supported as you manifest whatever you most desire in your life. Like I said before, life is hard, being human is so hard, and even though I believe every human on this earth has the inner strength to carry themselves through anything, and every human has everything they're seeking already within them, I also believe in the value and empowerment that can be found in supportive experiences like coaching. You don't have to go through this alone. You can grant yourself the gifts of support, guidance, and encouragement from someone who is invested in your development in an unbiased, accepting, and loving way. And a coach can do that for you. It's a truly magical thing. So I thought I'd also share what you could expect from coaching sessions with me if that is something you're interested in. If you choose to receive self-empowerment coaching from me, our sessions together would involve uh, a safe space for you to explore who you are and what you want in life. Also the acceptance of vulnerability, honesty, and authenticity on your part and on mine. Sitting with, navigating, and accepting all emotions. Also questioning, examining, and unlearning any beliefs that aren't serving you anymore. Exploring the blocks and barriers in your way and discovering how to move past them. And getting clear on your needs, values, boundaries, goals, and desires. I would ask you powerful questions to help you gain new perspectives. And you would choose what to focus on and decide where the conversation goes. We would create a bond of trust, safety, and acceptance between us. You would tune into the wisdom of your mind, body, and soul. I also offer optional oracle card readings to enhance the energy of the sessions. And overall, our time together would include support, guidance, and accountability from me to you, both in session and outside of session when needed. Now, there are so many benefits you could experience from coaching, and it'll probably be different for everyone depending on what you most want to work on in sessions, But for my particular type of coaching, and for what I mostly help people with, the benefits you could experience include clarity on who you are and what you most desire in life, a stronger sense of self-awareness, self-acceptance, and self-love, the ability to listen to and follow your inner voice and intuition, less dependence on external validation and a stronger sense of self-worth, you'll find more trust in yourself and the unfolding of your life, the ability to know, embody, and speak your truth. You could find the courage to put yourself first, fulfill your needs, and practice more holistic self-care. You'll gain the power to create a life that is aligned with your values and beliefs. And you'll also have the pleasure of deeply knowing, embracing, and honoring yourself so you can live a life true to who you are. The kind of soul exploration and self-inquiry done in coaching is not always easy. It can be uncomfortable to journey to these parts of yourself. You might feel scared and overwhelmed and vulnerable. Trust me, I know. I've experienced it myself. I know there can be a lot of confusion and it can even be discouraging at times. And a lot of hard emotions like anger and despair can come up. But that's why I'm here. As your coach, I'm here to hold your hand through it all. Well, metaphorically, because our sessions will be over Zoom. But yes, I'm metaphorically holding your hand and walking down this path with you and helping you guide yourself where you need to go. The partnership between coach and client, to me, is a sacred one. It can be as open, intimate, and real as you want it to be. I know how deep this work is, and I'm so honored to be allowed into the inner worlds of women and walk this journey with them, because I know how vulnerable it is to open up to others in this way. I don't take this for granted, and yeah, it's just an immense honor for me. Now coaching is an investment in many ways. It's an emotional and mental investment. It's an investment of your time. And it's also a financial investment. I know for most people, the financial investment might be the one that is most daunting. And I know this because I felt the same way when I invested in coaching and your feelings about it are totally valid. Since everyone has such different and deep-seated money beliefs, most of which you've probably been carrying around your whole life, I encourage you to do some investigating, and figure out what your money beliefs are trying to make you believe. Especially if you think coaching is something you want to do, but the money aspect is holding you back. I did a lot of reflecting and self-inquiry before I took the leap to invest in my own coach, and even though it was uncomfortable and scary once I did decide to invest, Let me tell you, I'm so extremely glad I did because I later came to realize that any investment in myself, in my personal growth and self-development and my knowledge is worth it, hands down. I'm not going to force you to spend money because I don't know your situation, of course, you've got to do what's best for you, but if once you reflect on why you're scared of investing the money and you realize it has nothing to do with the money itself, but it has more to do with how you view yourself or your self-worth, I encourage you to dig deeper. For a long time, I didn't believe I deserved to spend that much money on myself, especially for something that didn't necessarily have a tangible outcome like coaching. But investing that money was a huge step forward in my own self-worth, and I'm just so glad I did it. Again, there's no pressure here from me to you, I'm just gently encouraging you to take a closer look at your money beliefs and the stories you tell yourself about money and how this all might be connected to your own self-worth. Because remember, you are always worthy, you are always deserving, you are always enough. So with all that said, if you are interested in coaching and you want to try it out, I offer a free session that I call a coaching conversation. It's completely free and if you sign up for one, you are by no means obligated to sign up for long-term coaching at all. This session is not a sales pitch, it's a container for a genuine connection and also an activator for your personal growth. In this two-hour session, we'll have an open conversation in which I can answer any questions you have about the coaching process or anything else you'd like to discuss. This session is also a chance for you to receive some complimentary coaching. We'll dive deep into a specific area of your sense of self or quality of life that you'd like to work through. And my hope is that this will give you a fuller sense of what it would be like to embark on a coaching relationship together. This session is two hours that we can take things really slow and really sink into our conversation. It's a chance for us to get to know each other, for me to give you a sense of my coaching style, and for you to decide if coaching with me is something you'd like to commit to in the long term. So this session is a great way for you to get a taste of what coaching is like and get your questions answered and to work through something specific in your life that you'd like support on. And yeah, it's completely free, there's no obligation, and I won't be hurt if you don't decide to sign up for long-term coaching. Of course, if you do decide you'd like to work together long-term, I'd be so honored to embark on that journey with you. I currently offer a coaching package called Empowered Awakening. You can choose to do either three months or six months, so 12 weekly sessions or 24 weekly sessions. And yeah, this is where we can really sink into your long-term growth and explore in depth whatever you need guidance with. And I just love long-term coaching because I truly believe the most meaningful results for clients blooms from this slow process based in trust, belief, and faith. This work is deep and transformational, and granting yourself the gift of time will only make the whole process more magical. True transformation in yourself and your life requires a slow unfolding over time, the nurturing of your roots in the ground so the blossoms on your branches can flourish to their full beauty. It's a metamorphosis, a shedding of the layers of who you think you should be, so you can unlock the wisdom of who you truly are. So yeah, if after you do the coaching conversation session and you are ready to go for long-term coaching, we can definitely talk about that. And again, you can find all these details and more on my coaching services page, which you can find in the show notes. And if you ever have any questions, just shoot me an email and I'll be happy to chat with you. And that brings us to the end of the episode. I hope this episode helped you reflect on your experiences of receiving support. And I also hope it helped you to see that support is all around you. You are not weak for wanting support. And in fact, you can find so much empowerment in receiving support. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful for you. If you'd like to stay up to date on all the happenings in the world of me and Living Embrace, the best way to do that is to sign up for the Living Embrace letters which are weekly emails from my heart to yours. And they're just a little extra dose of wisdom and guidance and inspiration for your week. You can also follow me on Instagram at living.embrace. And if you're looking for some do-it-yourself support, I offer some great free resources that I've created on my website. The most recent one is the Self-Empowerment Journaling Bundle. And I also offer a Soul Purpose Guidebook and a Self-Love Journal and a few others. So I'll put the link with all the details and access to the downloads in the show notes as well. And again, if you'd like to learn more about the coaching you could receive from me, head to the coaching services page on my website, which I will also put in the show notes. And if you have any suggestions or questions you'd like to hear discussed on this podcast, please send them my way. I'd love to hear your ideas. And I just love to hear from you in general. So let's get a conversation going. So reach out to me at my email or on the contact me page on livingembrace.ca and we can chat. And until next time, I'm sending you lots of love and springtime vibes. And I will talk to you in the next episode.